thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the TTE podcast. And um, we're going to preview the Super Bowl here with good friends of the pod, Brian, Pat, and Allen, a.k.a. the Four Corner Offense. But before we get into all things Super Bowl and NFL, because there's a lot going on um, in that venue, if you will, um, we're recording this Thursday evening. Um, I guess today's the 10th. And uh, a seismic NBA trade, to say the least, went down today with Ben Simmons getting swapped for Harden. So um, it would be shameful of me with these guys on to not at least discuss this and, and get some initial reaction. So with that, I'll just open it up to you guys. What do you guys think about the trade? Who won? Who didn't win? Um, just the floor is open. I'll let you guys you kind of have at it. So, uh, go ahead. Patrick, who's, you want to go first? You can go first. <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I'm not going to have a ton to say on this topic. Quite frankly, I've never liked James Harden. And um, so whatever he wants to do, I don't really care. Uh, I, I I don't know that he – will he make the, the 76ers better? That's what I kept asking. I guess he might. He might make them better. I don't know. But I still don't think the 76ers have a legitimate chance of – of getting to a final this year, but maybe I'm crazy, but um, you know, Ben Simmons to Brooklyn is interesting. I, I, I don't know what he's, he's going to do. Is he, is he going to bring the ball up? I don't know. Uh, that, that's, I guess he will uh, until, unless Kyrie uh, decides, well, didn't they lift the mask mandate in New York state? So that's a step in the right direction. Maybe they'll lift the COVID restrictions and he can get back out there and play. I don't know. Uh, overall, I don't. I don't really care about this trade. <laughs> what a great guest, huh? Well, that's the contrarian <laughs> point of view. That's the that's the uh, casual it, fan um, it, perspective. It's, it's two players I don't really care about. I'm not a big Ben Simmons guy. I'm not a James Harden guy. I don't really care about either one of these franchises. So um, I'll just say fuck them. You know, we'll see what happens. Well, with that, we can only go up from there. So you can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's why you get me out of the way first, right? <laughs> with get that, my fresh take. That was my go. strategy. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, um, so I will weigh in. Um, you know, my grandmother was a Sixers fan, so I've always kept them a little bit in, in the back pocket. Never really been a a favorite, but Ayla does have one of the cool Sixers T shirts with uh, Benjamin Franklin dribbling a basketball on it, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, you guys know I'm not a big Harden guy. Uh, the pound the ball, you know, killing ants. You know, it's going to be interesting to watch some reactions on the court when he's standing three feet from half court because the play's not being run for him and Embiid's getting doubled, and they go to kick it out to somebody who can shoot it, and and they just traded that guy. Um, so uh. I I I do think the Sixers might have got better just be, in long term because they turned a, a guy who wasn't going to play for him for a guy who's going to and no matter how much I dislike him as a multi-year all-star. I think they may have and I I can't take full credit for this Tony Jones who covers the Jazz um and I follow on Twitter first got me thinking about this. They may have limited Tyrese Maxey's upside a little bit, which kind of makes me nervous cuz I I've kind of liked him early in his career. Um, I think Brooklyn gets a lot better, um, especially if Kyrie's able to play. Uh, obviously, KD's got to be healthier. That whole thing's a bust. Um, 
but I think, uh, I, you know, Draymond Green has been one of my favorite players since he was at Michigan State. So I, I will always be one who thinks you, I, that you can impact the game without scoring. Obviously, the free throws are an issue, especially if it makes you not want the ball. But seeing him in a rotation that allows them to maybe, you know, not have him in in the last five minutes of a game when KD and, and Kyrie are closing. Can you win a seven-game series with a rotation like that? Absolutely. So if healthy, I think the Nets got better. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I guess I don't have a lot of thoughts. Certainly in this household, um, one of my, my oldest enjoys uh, – his favorite player is James Harden. So for him to play with Embiid, I think he's excited by that. Um, I mean, I guess kind of on some level it's addition by subtraction because you're getting rid of Simmons. And I don't want to say that toxic situation is over with now. Um, so I think it's good in that regard. Um, and then also it helped Brooklyn by the fact that you have a part-time Kyrie. So Durant doesn't have to carry the load. Um, I do feel like they probably feel they probably give up a little bit more, but sometimes, you know, you can't put a price on peace of mind. And if it's going to cost you a little bit to ship Ben Simmons away, then, you know, so be it. Um, but I do think, um, and then we can move on to something else, but I do think in terms of the East, on some, I, I feel like on some level it's kind of a wash. Uh, maybe uh, Brooklyn because they get, they get some shooting from Curry. But it just seems like uh, all of this, you're all playing for second place behind Milwaukee and now clearly Miami. Yeah. You know, Brian, I think it's funny. You, you, we both mentioned Curry. Uh, again, one of the things that, that's interesting to this about this to me, I mean, S- Simmons can defend too. That's an end, an end that NBA Twitter doesn't talk about that much, but, but he can shore up their defense, but it is interesting to think that the, the second piece in this deal is probably going to be the one that is closing more playoff games. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, I, I fully expect Seth Curry to be on the floor for important possessions in the postseason. That's a good point. I, I had two initial thoughts and then sort of one larger thought after I heard this. Number one, it's going to be amazing how quick Harden's hamstring heals so that way he can get on the court. And then secondly, I don't know that his hamstring healing matters because he's going to hit every cheesesteak place in town. So, oh boy. listen. <laughs> so... It's strip club. Um, Let's just get all of his, his listen, baggage listen, out there. Listen, I heard it on the radio. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a radio commercial today that said, on average, people have gained 29 pounds during COVID. And James Harden is um, packing on the weight. But I will say this. I think in the short term, I think Philly wins this trade because Embiid is playing at a Shaq-like level. And that's not an easy thing to achieve like peak Shaq, like he's really playing at that level and their window to win is like this year and next year, but he wants a long-term max deal. And if he gets it, he would be making $62 million a year at age 38. If you think the Westbrook contract is bad, imagine paying a 38 year old James Harden, $62 million. 
It'll be the worst contract in the history of the league if that happens. That, that so can't think, happen. There's no way somebody's going to do that. Who the hell you'd would do be that? Su- you're right. You'd be surprised. But that's why I think Brooklyn probably wins in the long run. But in the short run, given how Embiid's playing, if they go all in and can win a title this year or next year, then I kind of give Philly the nod. Um, but it's kind of like when LeBron first comes to your team and you win a title, it's kind of a bit of a sugar high. And then you crash pretty tough off that, and that's what the Lakers are experiencing right now. So, um, the, the last thing I'll say about it, Dennis, too, and, and I should have brought this up earlier, but I was just uh, the thing that's unique about this is, you know, the as we know, despite whatever beefs happen, like in general, NBA players are a brotherhood, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes you're not not, not going to like a guy, but. And, and things happen publicly here and there, but for the most part, you know, they, they recognize, Hey, at any point, this guy could be my teammate, you know, at any point, whatever I might criticize somebody for, I could be in the same boat next month. But it was interesting watching that, that all-star draft tonight. And they turned on Harden a little bit. And, uh, and that's the first time I've seen something like that happen. The all-star game will be interesting to watch. And, and, and I'm just curious to see, I think that sentiment as much as much as his choices those last two years are really going to impact his ability to get that next max deal. That's a good point. I don't necessarily blame him for forcing his way out of Brooklyn. This is a bad situation. And my feelings on Kyrie are well documented. So I'm not going to go. Well well documented. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. We don't need to go down that that, that rabbit hole. No, no, no. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Um, So I don't necessarily blame him for forcing his way out of of this situation. The Houston thing's unforgivable. Unforgivable. But that's another story for another day. So, again, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that because – Oftentimes we're kind of reacting in the rear view um, to stuff, but this kind of happened today. So, um, and so, bef- go ahead. I was just going to say. So, uh, what was uh, we were talking before we started recording? Brian had this uh, interesting thing about a trade that might have happened. I'm, I'm curious. What oh yeah, yeah, that's Brian. right. Yeah, you're Brian. What was the proposed? Because I have a lot of friends that are Laker fans, and so I've been clowning a lot of them all day about the Lakers' inability to get anything done. Um, so what is this proposed trade between the Knicks, Toronto, and the Lakers that did not happen? Okay, it was the Lakers get – brace yourself, Alan. Uh, the Lakers get Cam Reddish and Alec Burns. The Knicks get Goran Dragic and draft picks. The Raptors get Talon Horton Tucker and Nerlens Noel. Erlens Noel's been bounced well, around. Thank God that didn't go down. <laughs> Jesus. First of all, yes. I don't know how yes, the Lakers. If I'm thing. the Lakers, and how in the world did the Lake? I hope the Lakers shut it down simply because they didn't get off the Westbrook contract. If we're not talking about moving Westbrook, don't call me. Don't call me at all. That's the one thing that's holding me back. The fact that that's not on the table is a waste of my time. If I'm a Lakers fan. Which I'm not, so that's what yeah. They but you got to get stuff. younger at some point, so you got to get something. Well, get rid of GM LeBron. I mean, yeah. you traded. <laughs> Listen, Kyle Kuzma's playing well this year. So is uh, Trez Harrell. So is KCP. Like you got rid of all those guys to bring in Westbrook. Like you, you know, you could be your own worst enemy. But again, we digress. Thank you, Alan, for reminding me of um, 
that proposed trade that Brian had that didn't go down. That was good. Um, so before we jump into a bunch of Super Bowl stuff, there's been a ton of NFL news that I want to cover with you guys. Um, the number one thing being uh, Brian Flores' uh, Brian Flores's lawsuit against the league. Um, I have no idea what to make of this because you know people want to make him people want to make him somewhere between Kurt Flood and Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. I think it's way too soon to know any of that. Um, I will say the only the only thing he's really done is take the one thing that apparently everybody knows into a legal arena to try to get some relief and some action. And um, you know, I wasn't surprised by say the Houston Texans that this lawsuit comes out and immediately they hire Lovey Smith. Oh, we got a black guy in the building. Let's hire him. And if that's not what they did, it certainly felt like that's what they did. Um, the Miami Dolphins thing is a whole nother situation about, you know, I'm a human being, but my dad's black. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's that's too complicated. And I don't have the energy to do that. Tonight. Well, uh, just real quick, just for anybody listening, if they don't know, like, what's the highlights? Is he what's he alleging in this? Because I don't I'm one of these people that's probably not okay. right next. to. So there are three things that he's alleging. Um, he's alleging that when he interviewed with, uh, my New York football giants, that it was a sham interview because he texted Bill Belichick something. And then Bill Belichick got him confused with the guy that got the job because both of their names are Brian and told Brian Flores that he was going to get the job because he thought he was talking to Brian Dable. And he told him this before he even went on the interview with the giants. So we've all texted the wrong person before. This seems to be, you know, if Bill Belichick doesn't text the wrong person, we're probably not having this conversation. But it does shed light on the idea that these decisions are made before anybody ever walks in the room. So that's one thing. The second thing is what's the second thing? So there's the whole thing where he first got the job with the Dolphins and he alleges that the owner offered to pay him $100,000 to lose games so they could get a higher draft pick and just throw games all together. So there's that issue. And what was the third issue? Because I just had it, Pat. You asked me too fast on the third issue. It was Miami. It was the Giants. And there was one more issue. It'll come to me. But there were three main issues in that lawsuit. And so the he's just basically alleging like, hey, the Rooney rule, for those that don't know, the Rooney rule is a rule in the NFL that's been around for almost 20 years that says if you're going to hire a head coach or a general manager, you got to interview at least one minority candidate. And it was started with the best of intentions, but basically it's become a check the box exercise to say you're compliant with the rule. And so he's basically suing, saying we all know that you don't hire black coaches. And so this is to... Uh, this is to kind of force their hand a little bit. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. I do think it's important, but I have a different take on it. And I guess my take on it is I'm not going to say race isn't a factor because it is. And it's certainly on the table. But I think this is also a, a question or a matter of class. Like we're talking about billionaire owners who are trying to get comfortable with someone who doesn't come from a billionaire class. So if I can't get comfortable based on life experiences with people that are interviewing for the job, 
Then the next thing I'm going to do is get comfortable with someone who looks like me. And, you know, billionaires just don't traffic among common folk. Like, Bezos just had a uh, a bridge tore down in the Netherlands so he could get his yacht out to open water. Like, they just traffic oh in, different, <laughs> in different don't spaces. Get, don't go down that path. I, you know what? I saw that pop up in my news thread on my phone, and I didn't even send that to you guys because it's depressing. Yeah. So I'm not saying race isn't a factor. I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm saying. It is absolutely a factor here that you don't have any sort of life experiences that relate to a black man or a woman that's sitting across from you. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying I think class is an underrated factor in this um, that's not being talked about. I hope something comes out of it, but this like stopped the like this dropped the same day Tom Brady retired. And Tom Brady completely got shoved out of the news cycle because uh, because Brian Flores sued the NFL and the evidence is overwhelming. You had nine jobs open and the first seven went to white guys like it's there, like it's 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 unrefutable at this point. But I'm going to stop. I'll let you guys um, take it from here. I'm curious what you guys think. Well, uh, let me just say that, again, I didn't read the entire thing, but that's a great summary hey Pat, um, patrick can i interrupt yeah. you real quick yeah the, shoot, the, the third the third item was that flores interviewed with the broncos in 2019 and elway and his and his pals showed that's up what it was and were visibly uh intoxicated slash hungover yep that's what it was oh shit so your boy john elway was uh putting them back to, is that what you're saying and then he didn't think that was for a professional stance yes he was still celebrating the drive, so you can forgive <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> so I guess my thing is, and and I think it's a I think it's a sports cultural thing in general. I feel I always feel like for some odd reason that football, American football, is always sort of coached by middle aged white men. Uh, many of them were, you know, either former players. So we're starting to see that trend uh, you know kind of go away at least in college you're seeing a lot more uh people of color that are getting significant jobs and and doing well in those jobs so um but to me this isn't this isn't a huge revelation as far as yeah this this stuff goes on um unfortunately and and um you know i uh i have a terrible opinion of that process the machine that is professional sports and and we all work in a in a corporate environment where we know a lot of times that just because people know people they're going to get a job right so there's that whole idea that that's something that you have to overcome as well and then you know you put this whole spin on it where like you said Dennis that they have to check the box, so to speak, and, and, and fulfill this requirement. Um, it just, it feels empty. It feels like, I don't know, not a whole lot of progress is being made <laughs> when you just said that, you know, they, they hired seven white people, uh, white men to coach coaching positions. So really what's the, the Rooney rule doing? So, um, I'll, I'll just stop talking there. Who else wants to go? I mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I have a ton to add. Uh, t- t- it takes balls of steel to do this because, I mean, 
it's career suicide. It, it, like, it is. It is. Like that's that's where the Kurt Flood yeah. comparison comes in is that it's career suicide and the glory comes on the other side. But man, to you know, to sacrifice your career. I mean, to me, if one if Houston or New Orleans or Miami would have not obviously not Miami, um, would have hired him while the lawsuit was going on, like that would have been the smart play for the NFL. But you can't you can't tell somebody who to hire. And then say that the process has integrity and is transparent either. So, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, anytime we get more light shown on things, I think that's a positive. But, like, you, and, and hey, maybe he gets a little, maybe there's a settlement, maybe he gets a little cash or something. Um, but yeah, like, you know, he's probably going to be lucky if he even gets like a, I mean, he's probably going to be coaching at like, you know, North Dakota State or something in three years. Uh, XFL, baby. The Rock's going to swoop him up. It's still yeah. professional football. But yeah, no, that's, or that's or that's the gonna... USFL. The USFL. No, they've got their coaches. Say. They've They're got their coaches. Back. They took Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher and Fisher. Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, Jeff Fisher yeah, and Kevin Jeff Sumlin. Yeah, Jeff Fisher's coaching. And Todd Jeff Haley. Fisher, no, like. <laughs> I, I would, you know, when, the, when, the, when they announced the return of the USFL, I was really hoping that they would uh, have – a uh, a team that barely goes 500 or slightly above or slightly below every year and uh, wins or loses every game by three and is never a threat to win in the playoffs. So I'm glad to see that Jeff Fisher's there. And that <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Bomani Jones would call him um, uh, Coach 50-50 because it seems like he's always 500, like it's always 8-8. Eight and eight. Um. But I will say in regards to the um, to the lawsuit, I don't think you really needed a lawsuit to know that that's what's going on. Um, so and the concept of telling like you said, like you guys said before, the concept of telling a billionaire that they have to hire somebody like imagine telling Jerry Jones that he has to hire somebody as his head coach after he's done laughing and drinking his Johnny Walker blue, um, he would tell you politely to get the hell out of his office. So um, I thought the bigger, honestly, the bigger issue or the bigger revelation to me was the tanking because with, uh, like I said to you guys, the now that sports leagues are getting into bed with organized gambling and organized gambling, i.e. DraftKings and and the sort, you know, they're always big on the integrity of the game, but to have an owner potentially trying to bribe a coach to tank games, that shoots that integrity thing right out the window. And then certainly that creates a domino effect in terms of the gambling. So I thought that was the bigger um, revelation. Yeah, yeah, Brian, I, I tend to agree. Uh, oh, the first thing I thought of was, God damn, Pete Rose has got to be sitting there like, shit, I really missed my window. Yeah, he say He should have played football. But uh, but yeah, that that's the interesting thing to me is that is the I mean, the deeper and more serious issues as humanity are along the lines of of the, the lawsuit race, et cetera. But from the the sports uh, aspect, that's a problem when if you've got it sounds like owners do this and, uh, you know, these guys get their connections. They always do. 
and 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 then they smell blood in the water and so it's going to be interesting to, to to see especially since we uh we put an nfl team in las vegas and then we're shocked when a when a kid killed somebody driving like 172 miles an hour um in the middle of the night but uh well not even to back the to, to support that point to support oh, man, that point that. Then his teammate gets kicked off the team because he's brandishing a weapon down the middle of the street. And then just last week, Alvin Kamara like beat a dude up in a club out in Las Vegas the night before the Pro Bowl. Like this was not maybe the best idea to put an NFL team in Las Vegas. But I also think you can't shame a billionaire. No. See, this isn't 1983 where Art Modell would, you could shame him in doing the right thing by the city of Cleveland. These guys have more money than they know what to do with, and you can't force a sale. Because if you could, Dan Snyder wouldn't own Washington, which we'll get to later. Um, so if you can't shame these guys, this is what it is. And I saw somebody say this the other day, and it's been rattling around in my brain ever since, and it's not a complete thought, but... Because I'm wrestling with what exactly does it mean? But someone I saw the other day said, what we have is we have a series of laws and regulations and processes that were put in place by racist people for racist purposes. And now those same systems, laws, regulations are being maintained and enhanced by non-racist people for non-racist reasons. And once I heard that and thought about it in that context, almost everything made sense then at that point. And I think the NFL is a microcosm of that. Like, you know the right thing to do, but you can't figure out how to balance hiring someone who doesn't look like you if that person isn't necessarily the best person or if that person is the best person but you're not comfortable with them because you're not used to interacting with people who don't look like you. And I think that's where we might be. And that's a difficult place to be because it requires a difficult conversations and billionaires aren't forced to have difficult conversations. They are the conversation. So, um, so with that, speaking of coaches, I need someone to explain to me why no one wants Jim Harbaugh for, to coach their NFL team. Because I thought he was going. Um, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that had this um, Flores thing not blown up, he was going to the Dolphins. But the block is too hot. He can't go. They can't. What you're saying is they can't hire another honky to play. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, Your words, eight. not mine. Oh, yeah. I should be careful uh, if I offend anyone with that comment you should really consider your station in life. And that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and certainly don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. We're not experts. No, not at all. That's the Joe Rogan defense. I don't know if you're listening to me, then I don't know. <laughs> Examine your life. If you're taking advice from me, that's the Joe Rogan defense, but that's another, that's another episode. But seriously, why doesn't anybody want Jim Marvel? This guy got on a plane on national signing day thinking he had the job. And went in there and was like, oh, you don't really want to hire me. And they were like, dude, it's an interview. What are you talking about? Well, I certainly well, I couldn't think, tell you. Oh, I, go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead, Patrick. I, I, I mean, it's not going to be long. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I thought he was a mildly successful 
NFL head coach. Uh, his brother certainly is, you know, a long tenured NFL head coach. But I, I mean, you would think he's got some sort of clout in that business that he should be able to obtain a, an NFL job again if he wanted it. I don't know. Maybe uh, people don't like his khaki pants. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. Somebody else go. Well, I think the other thing too is. Dennis, you made reference to it that a lot of times most people get jobs um, based off people that they know. You know, you have to hook up somewhere in a company or something like that. The guy who's the new GM worked with him in San Francisco. So that's why he interviewed with Minnesota. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, I just, I mean, you know, I, mean, I think his record is, is something. Who is that in Minnesota? Is that Balky? No, 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 it's a, the guy they took from the Browns. I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, okay. Um, I, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but this guy's like Harvard, uh, uh, Ivy League educated. Um, he comes from a think tank, like understands the business, all that kind of stuff. And Pat, um, you're real good at looking up the stats, but I think Harbaugh's record something like 44, 19, and 1. So it's absolutely worth your time. Well, I think the biggest thing is that they – and went to a Super Bowl and almost won it. But I think his issue was that I think the league changed while he was gone. Everybody wants somebody that is tangentially related to Shanahan or McVay because the style of offense elevates your players. And those guys are real big on communicating with players and being collaborative. And that guy comes, he's real old school. Like this whole, I'm not going to say he's Bobby Knight because that's unfair to him, but this whole Bobby Knight approach to coaching, you can't do that at a professional level anymore. Like, these guys aren't going for that. They're grown men and make more money than you do. So you're going to have to treat them with a certain measure of respect. And I don't know that we we know Urban didn't do that. But I just think that Harbaugh is kind of grinds on you a little bit. And as a professional player, I don't think that that's, what, that's not where the league's at. And I think the league's passed him by. And he can still get away with that in college. Well, yeah, I, I think that's definitely oh. the case, Dennis. I mean... You know, these, uh, you know, somebody already brought up his brother, John, probably not a coincidence that, that John didn't play f uh, the quarterback position at the college level. John didn't have 10 years, say, coaching at a Michigan or an Ohio State or an Alabama. You know, his path was a little different to where he's just kind of a coach. And, and kind of has the humility that goes with that path. Whereas I, I think we see, you know, a lot of these, you know, these, well, not a, not a, a lot, <laughs> pretty much damn near every time it happens, the humility required to be an NFL coach um, when these, these uh, college gurus step into it, they just don't have that. Now, now in his defense, you know, I mean, Harbaugh was, Jim Harbaugh was, he, he was not Saban. He was not, Meyer, I mean, he won. And so, so at least tactically, you know, I, I think he's there. Um, you know, he even had the courage to kind of pull the trigger. You know, I mean, it feels like ancient history now, but like, remember that Alex Smith Harbaugh or uh, Kaepernick situation was a little iffy. And a lot of people were questioning how he was pulling the strings, but it got him within one throw of, a, of winning the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, good so point. He can coach. I mean, he elevated Alex Smith to a point where it's like, okay, Alex Smith is a good yeah. football player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and so 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 I like but but I do think that his personality just 
just grinds on people over time. And is it the, uh, and, is and it, millionaires get tired of is it? Is it the khaki pants? I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that really what it is? Uh, That's I, probably their favorite thing about him. That might be probably, their favorite thing. What I was going to say, uh, Dennis, you were correct. Uh, his NFL record was 44, 19, and 1. And his last season, he was 8-8 uh, eight and eight before he went to Michigan. And then I just thought of this. Did he take over at San Francisco for Mike Singletary? Was that I who he so. succeeded? And that was a and, train wreck. And do that you remember? Do you remember what yeah. Mike Singletary did to get fired? Just yeah. this is an interesting story Didn't for the he listeners. Piss on something or? Oh no 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 no! He took his pants down and showed his butthole. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> even better. Right in the locker room. In a locker room. His team. So we it, showed. He literally he said, showed he his said, ass and said, "That's how he you're said, playing." That's how you're playing. You're playing like where my poop comes out of my butt. That's basically what he what he what he did. <laughs> it just made me think of that when I was looking up his stats. So and he hasn't coached in the, he hasn't coached in the league since. So. No, Mike Singletary's um, done. You you can't show your asshole in a, in the job setting and expect to get another job somewhere. Like that's yeah, just nah. not going to happen. It, it, no, and and I think uh, I think Singletary's probably one of those guys. Now this doesn't happen to every player. You know, Bird had some success at, at different roles. But like I, I still remember when when Magic took some turns at coaching, and I remember uh, Kurt Rambis uh, telling this story about how at one practice Rambis had to pull Magic off the court and call him calm him down because he was so livid at at the players, and 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 Rambis literally had to have like a come to Jesus moment with Magic and be like, you need to understand. They can't see what you saw. They can't, and you need to figure out how to coach around that. And and I bet that that was Singletary's issue. You know, yeah, that, that he probably. just he couldn't understand what, what I understood exactly what was happening every four animation. Why don't you? Yeah, or or Pat or Alan, they aren't playing as hard as he would have played if when he was a player. That too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, no one plays harder than Mike Singletary. Win, lose, or draw, he's running through a wall. He's coming for you. If you yeah. remember, he kicked Vernon Davis off the field. <laughs> well, the, the press conference afterward, don't want him, can't win with him. Like, like, and, and like everybody's not you. You're one of one. And also, too, let's not forget these motherfuckers made more money than him. That might also be in his mind. Like, you guys play like shit, and you make a lot more money than I ever did. So you suck. And, and see, tell you and about see, it. that's where Spreewell was ahead of his time when it came to PJ Carlissimo. You ain't gonna talk to me any kind of way. I got something for that shit. He was way ahead of. I'm not condoning choking your boss, but I'm saying you just can't talk to another grown man a certain type of way um, and expect um, nothing in return. But but speaking of like new and refreshing things, because Minnesota didn't take Jim Harbaugh, which was a new and refreshing thing. How do you feel about the Washington commanders? Because I have thoughts and feelings about about this, but uh, I want to hear from you guys first. The Washington commanders, are we are we on board with this or are we not? I might be able to get used to it. I just think the uniforms look like shit, but <laughs> and, and that, that's about all I've got <laughs> because you, you know, the whole, you, you can't be too critical if you don't have the solution. I don't have the solution, 
I'm not crazy about commanders. Like I said, maybe I'll get used to it. Like just like maybe at some point we'll all get used to guardians. Um, but but I just didn't like how the uniforms looked. Well, I I I don't I I guess I always liked what Dennis said. Like just go full European football and just be the Washington football team. Like why not just stick with that? What was wrong with that? I don't know. I, I'm looking at the uniforms now, Alan. They look pretty shitty. Uh, I have to agree with you. <laughs> They're pretty shitty. Like what I, was I wrong with the colors? But there, there was one like 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 the burgundy. I think I could have lived with if the if they would have taken commanders off the front. Now this is off of memory, so I hope I'm not making it. Yeah, the commander is on the front of the shirt. Yeah, You're right. It, where, I feel like if they could have taken commanders off of that or made it smaller. I, I might have been okay with it because I mean, even even their most ardent Cowboys fan, deep in the back of their mind, are like, "Man, those Washington Burgundies are hard to fucking beat." You know, I mean, that, that's a sweet look, but um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't crazy with the the font and the size of, of. Well, and it looks like their I don't know if it's I assume it's their away shirts are black, like entirely black, and their helmets are black. So that's a really different. Scheme, unless that's just an alternate shirt. Yeah, I think that's an wear... alternate. Okay, they're going to wear white on the road. Okay, Probably maybe that's what so. I'm seeing. And then the yeah. alternate one school. Um, Brian, what'd you think? Well, it's fine. I mean, you're trying to name a team in 2022, and I mean, you could make the argument that all the good names are taken, and you don't. That was my thought. And you don't want to be redundant. And you, it's not often that a franchise gets an opportunity to rebrand itself. Um, so you want to be a little bit careful with what you choose. I mean, yeah, you could have gone with some generic where the, I don't know, the Bears or the Cardinals or like, you know, or whatever, insert animal name here. I think they just looked at it as an opportunity to do something different. I always like the Armada. But um, but my understanding is they because it's D.C., it's military, like defense, like they wanted something in that vein. So I guess if that's what you want, then I guess yeah, it kind of limits your options. If it kind of limits that, yeah. your options I, or the Red Wolves. Uh, but I saw a video from the team that said that for I guess they couldn't get the licensing for it or something happened where the trade, the trademark. Yeah, they couldn't get the trademark for it. So but I guess that's what they were going to do. Um, other than that, I think you gotta, I think you gotta go hogs. Yeah, that's not, that's what, that would have been a nice touch. Um, what's, what's the, uh, I, I, I guess they couldn't use, what's the team that the Harlem Glowtires always beats up? Is it the generals? The, the generals. The yeah, they generals. can't be, the, they can't be the generals because the Harlem Glowtires have, have ruined that. That's for bad juju. It's bad, it's bad juju. juju. That's, that's bad right. Bad juju. So, I guess, I guess my thought is, my first thought when I heard it was, Okay, this feels like the type of name you would use if you were making a movie and couldn't get the licensing rights to NFL team. So you had to make up names. So if you've seen the replacements of the Keanu Reeves, team plays for the Washington, I don't know, stars or something like, like it, it, it's like a generic name. And Brian, I saw the same video you saw where it's you can't. Um, the copyright, the trademark was too much and all of it was taken. So it seems like, okay, you landed on commanders. You wanted to go with the military theme. But then I'm thinking because it's Burgundy and it's com- and it's commanders, then when this team starts playing bad, they're just going to call them the commies. 
And in D.C., we're Americans. It's all about freedom and capitalism. And you can't have a team full of commies. However, however, I have seen some memes online where the commander's logo is more or less Cobra Commander in their colors. <laughs> and now I'm on board with the commanders. <laughs> I hope people show up to these games dressed as Cobra Commander. That's a, That under, I support. That's an underrated Twitter page, by the way. Alan turned me on that a few years ago. Cobra Commander has a Twitter account. Shut and your, what, shut what, your you know, face. You, it's great and but uh so related i was gonna leave this be but you know here we are um you know my wife's reaction um and and her brother is a lifelong washington football team fan because for a time he lived uh down in that area uh my, my wife's reaction was that she's just going to call them the commandos and and she and she thought that they should have embraced that and and then have a marketing uh campaign around are we or aren't we? Um, so <laughs> that was an Well, Dennis, you brought up um, licensing and films and all that stuff. You know where my mind just went? It went to what was that movie where Jamie Foxx played Willie Beeman? Uh, he's oh, oh, oh! They were the Miami Sharks. The Miami yes. Sharks. Okay, the Miami and they Sharks. had like yeah. they had like black uniforms. It was like the absolute. Was that the last Boy of- Scout? No, no, no! It's not the last Boy no, no. Scout. It's um, um, any, any, any given, given Sunday. Any oh, given Sunday, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the uniforms are Pacino really, was in that, right? really akin yeah. to the Brooklyn Nets uniforms. Now they are. They're actually, which I thought was interesting because Miami, of course, has the Dolphins, and it's the powder blue, soft colors with orange. And they so they went completely opposite. Like we are not even going to go near this territory to get licensing infringement. We're going to make yep. this Miami team wear black shirts, black pants, and black helmets. And they're going to be the Sharks. South so, Florida, too. Like, South it's not Florida, hot and, as shit already. Yeah. Man, all black. And, and Willie Beeman, let's not forget. Remember, he made a video in that movie where he said, I'm Willie Beeman. I keep the ladies creaming. <laughs> all right? Just, 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 just to jog your memory if you haven't right. seen that movie in a long um, time. That's yeah, no, you're was- right. And, but that's what it felt like. It, it, it felt like a name. Like, okay, this is the best name we can get with no trademark issues. So we're just going to go with the commandos. It's a military theme with the nation's capital. It checks a bunch of boxes. You know, people were making fun of them because Washington football team isn't exactly a name. But it was just kind of. But when I saw Cobra Commander, which, by the way, Cobra Commander on Twitter has one hundred and thirty four thousand followers. So I am now one of them. So if nothing else, tonight's been great just because I get to follow Cobra Commander on Twitter, which now also means I have to go find. Duke and Flint and Sergeant Slaughter and everybody else. They won't be as good as Cobra Commander. Oh, I'm, you I'm, you, I'm you, sure. I mean, if you got to go on Twitter, it should be for bullshit like Cobra. Yeah, and, and I haven't looked because I assume that it, it would be fruitless to search for Zartan because who the hell can, can catch up with that guy? <laughs> That's very, very true. Although I will say Cobra Commander is playing Wordle and he said my opening Wordle guess is Cobra. <laughs> See, that's a good tweet. I, I, that's good shit. Yeah, I am. That's good. I am. He, I'm. I'm here for Cobra Commander. Um. So with that, um, enough with. We'll dismiss with all that. So Super Bowl. Super Bowl's Sunday tonight. It's Thursday night now. So we are, um, three sleeps away. 
And so I thought it would be good for us to revisit um, the predictions we had last time we got together to see how far off we were. Oh, um, Pat, if I'm not mistaken, you have those. I have that information. How do you want me to present this to our audience? Uh, just hey, just raw and uncut. So it's straight shot, no chaser. So let's just start off by saying none of us had the Super Bowl correct. Okay, none of us picked the Cincinnati Bengals. And the the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, I feel better uh, already. Feel and better and already. and and right. And none of us even the only person who mentioned Cincinnati was was oddly enough was the the, the fucking Steelers fan in the group, uh, Brian. <laughs> he he said that he would almost. And I wrote I wrote this down because I was listening to the podcast earlier today while I was working. I was checking some notes. It said he would almost pick Cincy. But he said, let me see if I got this right. He said he doubted since he could win in Kansas City. That was his almost exact words. Now, I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, he, it was in the back of his mind. So Brian's, I'll start with Brian. Brian's pick was uh, Green Bay versus Kansas City in the Super Bowl, which obviously is wrong. Um, Allen went Tampa Bay versus Tennessee. Um I was assuming whatever would make me the most fucking sick to my stomach, which is well, usually the way sports work out. <laughs> let me be let me be real honest, Alan. When we did that, it was at the very end of the last time we got together, which was a few weeks ago in Jan- right when the playoffs got kicked off. You sounded half in the fucking bag. Let's just I'm just gonna dude, be honest. Dude, like, what, 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 <laughs> now, now, now. Let, let, let's at be, that point let's be honest with our audience, dude. At that point, I was a good Eight ninths in the fucking bag. <laughs> he was probably loaded. So, like, I I, you know, I start an hour before our podcast, and then the <laughs> life takes us where he's got to lubricate his mind, you know. And that's the best lubrication is having a few uh, pops, you know, drinks. But yeah, so Alan went Tampa Bay, Tennessee. Uh, Dennis, you went Green Bay, Kansas City, and um, I went Tampa Bay, Buffalo. I was the kick the field goal, Andy Reid. Kick the fucking yeah. field goal. I, and and let's 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 think of, let's talk about this because we were at that time we were when we recorded it was right before that Tampa Bay or excuse me the Buffalo versus KC game, which we all I think can agree is probably an instant classic now, right? I mean, isn't that isn't that right? I, I think at? the further we get away from that, that'll be the greatest game ever played. Uh, what an insane game! And I was going on and on about. You know how statistically, and I watched a few Bills games. They were good defensively all year. It just this game, it just seemed like that was just out the fucking window. Like nobody was really overly concerned about playing a lot of defense. But um, anyway, that's the that was the Super Bowl picks that none of us got them right. So uh, host, if you want to, <laughs> all right, fair there enough. On. So now that we're here, Rams Super or Rams and Bengals, which I heard either yesterday or today that this is the first Super Bowl where you've had two seeds that were seeded fourth or lower make the Super Bowl. So this was an anomaly to say the least, but bring it once on. Again, I love that. Yeah. But once again, this is one of those football is one of those sports where if you get hot at the right time, if you can catch lightning in a bottle, there's not a whole lot that can really stop you. So this is kind of, Evident of that. So what do you guys think will be keys to the Super Bowl? Um, 
you know, some things that might decide it one way or the other. I, I mean, I, I think whether or not Aaron Donald kills Joe Burrow will probably be a really big factor. Um, it, it's it's hard to forget about a nine sack game, even though you win it. And with all due respect to the Titans and all the numbers that may have shown, you know, whatever the hell about their defense. I mean, Donald's a different animal and, and he's not the only one on, on that defense. Uh, so I worry about that. I, I worry about that for, for Cincinnati a, a little bit. Now, Cincinnati clearly, it, Cincinnati clearly has something with Burrow and Chase and, and some of these other guys, but, but at the same time, you know, I mean, God bless. I, I mean, it looked look like San Francisco had LA on the ropes and Stafford, you gotta make the interception. It's, it's right to you. It's you, center you, field. You, you do have to make it, but, but, but put that aside. And I know you guys will remember it when I mentioned it, the window for that big late catch that Stafford hit cup on that. I mean, the DB must've missed that ball by a, a half an inch. The window for that throw was so narrow. So, so I just, I just don't know that. I, I, I just think that, you know, Stafford and his receivers have just as much mojo as Burrow and his. Um, and so it does make me nervous that it'll probably come down to like, can one of the defensive lines force one of those weird, you know, uh, tip ball return for a touchdown, you know, pressure bounces off a guy's helmet type of weird plays. He, Brian knows it. That's how the Steelers win every Super Bowl they play in. Um, you know, but, but uh, you know, <laughs> which team forces one of those? And LA seems more likely to be able to force one of those. Uh, yeah, I think that, um, like you said, I think it's O line. If they can just give him enough time to throw in terms of Burrow, uh, if they can give him just enough time to throw, um, I think Cincinnati's going to be cooking with fire. I think the other thing, too, is Cincinnati's defense is kind of an unsung hero here. Big time, so, yeah. Um, so I think that they might have something for Stafford. I think I saw on ESPN that Stafford led the league in pick sixes. So um, there might be something. He's might have led that, that stat um, for he, decades. He, He's been a He will give it to you. <laughs> He's not exactly Jimmy G, but you're. that's a good point, Brian. Like, he will – He'll give you a chance. Yeah, he's he's like uh, the 2022 version of Matt Schaub, if you remember him. Because that guy was... <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had like a pick six every game. I had that bastard one year because one of my quarterbacks got hurt in fantasy. <laughs> Matt and, uh, Schaub. Yeah, it was not good that year. Jesus, that's insulting to Matt Schaub. I always felt like Stafford was everything Jeff George wanted to be but couldn't. That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. I mean, they both have really. I mean, Jeff George had a cannon for an arm, but God, that guy was just, you know, that guy just he was, wasn't right. In he the was head, erratic, but. yeah, to say the least. Exactly, except for that one year in Minnesota. But then everybody looked good in Minnesota. They had Randall Cunningham and Brad Johnson and Cole Pepper. Oh, like, you know, just a plug and play in that offense. But that one year, Jeff George was in there. It's like, oh shit, that's right. Jeff George really can fucking sling the rock. Oh, he was Stafford good. reminds me of that, like a little bit. But he's way better than golf, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's uh, golf landed somewhere and 
soft. No, he right? went to he he got golf got traded for Stafford. So yeah, he's in Detroit. So he's he's paying penance to God for some punishment he had in a former life to be there. You know, nobody wants to be in Detroit. You know, well, you know what? As my father would say, man, as long as the check clear, man, I'll go in. Well, that's the other. That's the, the correct way to look at that, actually. I believe that's their team motto, as long as the check clears. <laughs> but I will say, though, I do think that I think Aaron Donald is one of the few players that could play in any era. Like he transcends all types of, hey, they did this in this era. They did this in this era. And you can't compare it. He's not one of those players. You could put him in 1972. You could drop him in 1984. It's irrelevant. Aaron Donald's going to do what Aaron Donald does, and it doesn't matter who you are. And they were talking on SportsCenter the other day. The player that he's most compared to, and I never thought of this, and I'm mad I didn't, he's really a newer version of John Randall. Oh, like John Randall yeah. was an undersized defense. John Randall had over a hundred sacks as a defensive tackle. Like that just doesn't happen. But Aaron Donald's like a better version of John Randall, and John <laughs> Randall's in the Hall of Fame. I, I, Did John you know, Randall paint his face too? Like he yeah, put like war yeah. paint on. I mean, that's awesome. The, the you know it's, it's funny you say that, Dennis, because I thought I was going to hear something else. Um. Now, now this is a guy who probably spent as much time at end as he did at tackle, and actually maybe more time at end. But when I see, you know, when you talk about that and like, could Donald play? First of all, absolutely, Donald could play any era. Um, like for whatever reason, I always, when I watch him get to a guy, it always makes me feel like how I felt watching Howie Long get to quarterbacks. You know, because he's because it wasn't quite like like it's not the speed of an LT. You know, uh, you know Taylor was just a freak of nature with his speed and power, and Reggie White was a little bit different too. But it, but it's like Donald was like he, he's not quite Reggie White, but and again he's more in the tackle position anyways. But it's like we had one of those guys and said you know what instead of putting him on the end we're going to put him on defensive tackle. And that's what, and that's where he just explodes. And because he's so short, he has natural leverage, and he just pushes people back. It's yeah. like a guy that small is not supposed to be able to do that. But football's all leverage and angles. Um, I just keep thinking that, and when this game up plays out, the Rams should win this game. They are a better team. However, if this game is close, the Bengals will win this game because they've got a money kicker. A money kicker. It's got uh, just a fucking money kicker. And whatever it is, Joe Burrow has it. Like, I trust him in a big moment more than I trust Stafford. He's He's and, got a lot of mojo. A lot of mojo. And I wonder, and some of the thoughts that I had about Burrow in particular, is did he use all that shit up against Kansas City? Because that there were some moments in that game that, you know, he very well should have been brought to the floor, right? He should have been taken down, and that was the end of the play. But he made something out of it. So it's either going to be, you know, a very good Rams defensive line penetrating and, and putting pressure on him and putting him to the floor, or he's going to continue to work this mojo and, and figure out how to get away with it. Pat, in a two-minute drill, who do you trust more? 
probably Burrow, honestly. That's I mean, where just, I'm at. Just gut. I mean, there's there is something about this kid. That's what makes the story so interesting. Is that you just don't see this happen in this sport at that position where a, a, a young player comes in and is as competent and confident as he is. And it's almost like he's unaware of the, the, the situation. Like he just doesn't seem to care that, Hey, this is a, you're doing shit that really, we don't really have any kind of uh, history history on, right? There's been no quarterback that's come in to a, and let's not say this lightly, a shit franchise. Historically, they've been bad and just kind of they've started to get it right and put some people around this this thing and start getting the right direction. But it's I don't know. There's 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 something very interesting about it. Does anybody know while while I'm talking? Does anybody know what the line is on this game? What the Vegas line is? I think it's Rams by four. I say I think it opened at four, four and a half. Um, I I think it's you know, it's. It's funny, you, you know. I, I hear what you guys are saying, and and I do think there, there's something to him. I think he's a player still. Um, but 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 I have to say, and anomalies happen. But you know, the, the Niners have had the Rams number. Um, I think it was six straight wins against them coming yeah, into that right. game, and they had them on the ropes. And, and did a dropped interception happen? Yes, it did. Um, but there are also three or four money throws that happened that may have shaken my perception of Stafford a little bit. Now, are we going to come out Sunday and you guys are all going to fucking laugh and be like, hey, look, Stafford threw three fucking INTs and a pick six with Oja? Maybe. But these are definitely, I, I mean... He showed some things on those late drives against San Francisco that were every bit as impressive as what Burrow has done. Um, now, I will con- concede, I-, I think since he knows they've they've got the advantage at kicker versus every opponent they face for the next 10 years. Feels um, like, except Baltimore. Other than that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, would agree. <laughs> I would agree with you there. But uh, I'm still, I'm kind of feeling Rams, but, but I'm, I'm, if, if you would have last week, I would have been much more willing, Dennis, to agree with your assessment that if it's close, Burrow wins. But after watching Stafford, Beckham, and Cup against that 49ers defense, I'm like, oh, shit. Stafford might be able to win a close game, too. Yeah, true. I mean, he is a professional, but I just think Cincinnati's secondary is better than the that, Rams. That's a great. That's a great point, Alan, and I and I'll say that I wrote down some thoughts, and I said if LA wins the Super Bowl, it's very likely Cup will be the MVP. Right? That's just my gut feeling, um, because of what I witnessed all season. Really, this guy was—he's fantastic, right? Uh, and then I said if Cincy wins the Super Bowl, it'll probably be Burrow, and it'll probably be him dazzling us by getting away from Aaron Donald and that pass rush and, and making plays happen. I just wonder that he, I, I can't, I can't escape the thought that maybe he used whatever that mojo, maybe he used it all. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to say, a, Pat, I'm not making if, my, I'm not making my pick yet. Pat, but listen, if the, if, if the Bengals win, all it means is that they are cementing their position that they're never going to build 
an indoor practice facility. Oh my God! That's you guys didn't what it know means. that until I told you, did you? No, no, no did you I did know that. You did I that? knew that, yeah. but I, I had heard because, that, but I didn't know that. I heard that rumor, but I didn't know that was if it was. True but I've or seen not. the practice field. I've been to that stadium. I've seen the practice field. It is right underneath the freeway, like right. Yeah, under you just a bridge. drive right by it when you go over the bridge. And when the like, ice oh, storm showed up last week, they had to go to UC and practice <laughs> indoors. It's like, wait, UC has an indoor practice yeah. facility, and you don't. University of Cincinnati has like, an indoor oh, facility. Right. God, what are you guys so, so, doing? Basically, so basically, whenever the the Patriots were were going to play the, the, the Bengals, like Bill Belichick's GPS was going off nonstop. Like, like are you are you okay? You're you're driving nonstop on I seventy one. What's happening? Is uh, everything there, okay? <laughs> there it is. Belichick couldn't possibly be a good coach. He had to have cheated his entire career to get an advantage. That's oh, and point. by the way, did you guys hear that if the Bengals win? That their starting tight end is going to take a bath in Skyline Chili and then eat it. <laughs> I love Why it. Not? That's good. That's Why good not? shit. Hey, real quick, I'll tell you a real quick, funny uh, related Super Bowl story. So, uh, a, a family friend uh, was out in Vegas here uh, before the season kicked off, and he's a big Browns fan. And so, he his son was going down to make a few like you know prop bets for the upcoming season so the the our his friend the dad gave his son some money and said hey just put you know put some money on the browns to go to the super bowl i don't remember how much it was but so fast forward he's got the ticket and so the son looks at this ticket and realizes that the person that made the bet at the casino put the wrong fucking team down Okay, so he and and the bet wasn't even the Super Bowl. He just completely fudged it up. The bet was NFC champion. Okay, and this guy, I don't know, luck must shine on him. This the the person who did the transaction for him gave him the the Rams to win the NFC. This guy put this guy won a shit ton of money by fluke. He was trying to bet on the Browns to win the AFC and he ends up getting the Rams. Well, I'm glad you that. I'm glad you told this story. Um, I have a, a guy I went to high school with, super cool dude, um, told another guy that we went to high school with. There, Those guys were closer than I was closer with them, but I'm cool with all of them. He said, hey, man, I need you to go to the casino and put $50 on the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. And, it's, <laughs> and my friend was like, yeah, really? Like, okay, fine. Well, he did it, and it hit. So they won. So then they heap on and put another 50 on them to win it. The number that that pays out if they win on a $50 bet was absolutely bananas. Like, what what did he win on the bet? What did you, did you, I want to say he won like 3,500 on a $50 bet that the Bengals would get to the Super Bowl. That's, I want to say that's what it was. I don't know if you can do like the gambling on your phone here in Ohio the way you can in other states or whatever. You but can if you have a VPN and you change your IP <laughs> address. Just kidding. Well, I, Alan, will, don't yeah, I will tell you, though, um, there are some prop bets out there. And the, the two that stuck out in my mind, I think if you pick anybody other than the quarterbacks to win MVP, it was like plus 250. I was like, oh, I'll take that immediately. And then there was another one where it was like something like 
47 or 49 of the past 55 Super Bowls, um, the winning team always defers, or the winning team of the coin toss always defers. I was like, oh, that's slam dunk money too. Because, you know, the Super Bowl is like the king of prop bets. Like, what color is the Gatorade? How long is the national anthem? Who scores first? Like, all of that. But those were two that kind of stuck out in my mind. So, um, so with that, we'll, we'll wrap up here. So, Oh, um, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I have something to add. Um, we didn't actually do our picks. Yeah, so I, was, I was getting to that. Yeah, oh, you were getting to that. Go ahead, go ahead. So, yep. so, before we get to the picks, um, does it, let's take a second. And try to guess what songs Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, and Mary that's what Jane, that's Kendrick. thank you. That's one thing I forgot to mention was <clears throat> this has the potential to be the best Super Bowl halftime of all time. And mm. there are going to be a lot of children in America that are going to be scared by their parents because the 17-year-old version of their parent is about to show up for a half an hour at the halftime of the Super Bowl, were like, man, I had no idea that my mom and dad had that in them at all. Yeah, like, that's nothing but a G thing is gonna like gin and juice is gonna come on and it's gonna be a vibe and kids are gonna be like, what is okay. who are you? You just said two songs, so you think nothing but a G thing and gin and juice. Those are two without question. I, those are two that I said. Now I think they're gonna do the Eminem song that won in the Oscar or whatever, the lose yourself in the moment, the music. I think that'll happen. Now, the, it gets tricky with Mary J. A real love, I think, you guys think that's going to happen? Real love, searching for... Oh, is that too old? That's no, no, no. That, that'll be there. And um, well, She's going to do the song that was produced by Dr. Dre. Let's get it crunk or whatever it is. And whatever oh, yeah. song where she... Yeah, let's get it crunk in this dancery. That one, yeah, you will hear that for one. Sure. For sure. That's Because that one was clean enough that you can do that. But, you know, you if anybody that's listening to this podcast and knows anything about Dr. Dre and Eminem and, and Stu, they don't make clean records. So this That's why like, you won't hear any NWA. But you will... You will see a special Ice Cube appearance, though. I do think you'll get a guest appearance by Ice Cube, though. You really think so? Is that a prop bet, Dennis? Are you it's saying gotta right be. now? It's, it's, it's got to be. be. There's no you, way you could do I a, never thought you, of that. There's no way you could do a halftime Super Bowl with Dr. Dre and Snoop in L.A. and not have Ice Cube make a guest I, appearance. I, no, no, no. I, no I, think they, I think you see all of NWA. They may not do a song, but I think that you might see them. Oh, see you pushing it. See, I don't know if the NFL's that progressive. I don't. I don't know. I don't How know. are they? Then again, it's Jay Z. It's Jay Z. So I don't know. All I'm saying is, you're probably going to hear today was a good day. I that's a prop bet I'd be willing to make. Holy shit, Dennis! I hadn't even thought of that. That's a really good point. Now, what do you guys think their Kendrick songs are going to be uh, if they do a, a montage? What's the Kendrick's DNA tracks? DNA and humble and, and don't humble. kill my vibe and don't, yeah, don't no, they can't my... do bitch don't kill my vibe on TV they can't do that that's oh, one yeah. of my favorite songs oh swimming pools oh yeah, yeah that's swimming pools, swimming swimming pools, pools for sure be, yeah swimming pools will be there for sure yeah. see, but I'm telling all, you this uh, gonna be an this gonna be an ice cube you might see game in there because they're real good about guest I mean the, think about it they it had might the be Super part Bowl. of the uh, it might it might be part of the uh, the uh, Flores settlement. 
is who all <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucked god up. god damn it that's fantastic <laughs> that's, that's that's fucked fu- up like ah uh, here's what we'll do for you this that feels like a very nfl billionaire thing to do we'll throw you a couple yeah. proms in you, you guys you want guest all of your rappers from la yeah we'll get we'll let them go out there yeah they yeah, just, yeah they just can't show janet jackson's titty if they do that then they're in big fucking yeah. trouble now i will say the super bowl's real big about guest appearances because beyonce did it one year and she surprised everybody by bringing out Bruno Mars, but Bruno Mars had done the Super Bowl. He'd already like, done it, yeah. He'd already he, done it he did it yeah. like like two seasons before that. So it, I it think you'll see some guest appearances um, off this. But you know, this is a G Funk sort of Super Bowl here. Yeah, this and is, this is a West be. Coast gangster rap type deal. So oh, it's, absolutely, it's, it, it's. I mean, for us and our generation. I think we'll love it. I think universally, though, the greatest performance ever was Prince. I don't think anyone can argue that. So it's going to... Uh, Mike Jackson well, wants to have a word with you. I'll, I mean, listen, if he wants to get down about it, we can. He's not a Prince guy or what? What's his problem? Oh, they also, had real beef. They had real beef when they were alive. Like, real beef. They did not like each other at all. So Mike Jackson knew Prince? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah. yeah they knew each other, and yeah, they, they didn't, didn't like each like other. Like, oh, are we talking about the same Mike Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, they were at a they were at a showing like a concert or something oh. one time, and like Prince called James Brown on stage, and Brent James Brown went and did his thing, and then Mike Jackson came out and one up one up Prince. Prince got pissed oh, but, and left. Like I, I they mean, don't like each other. Didn't Chappelle say that you know Prince won? And that and that did he have that joke? That remember we used to argue was was Michael Jackson or Prince better? But Michael Jackson never did a halftime show. He did. 93 Rose Bowl. Look that up. They shot him out of a cannon right up on stage. Guess what? Guess what? It's not memorable. Prince was memorable. (laughs) Because you, hey, hey, think about this for a second. Listen, wherever the Super Bowl was that year, it was outside. And it was fucking fucking raining. And he played Purple Rain. Purple Rain in the rain. God damn raining. And you couldn't have made that. In a movie better than what that was on television. So, and Prince yeah. made a movie called Purple Rain. Oh, he did. And it's an underrated film. It's actually a really good movie. It's also, uh, real quick. Last year. Go ahead. I Brian, do I'll think talk. there might be a there might be a tribute to Nate Dogg, too. Just oh, that's the only thing this thing is missing is Nate Dogg. Like you might see, you might see Warren G. Like, honestly. Like they're gonna pull everybody out. It's the G Funk era. So now like, I will say, if you if they get like MC8 and DJ Quick, okay, no, like no, you're going too far. You're going too far. That's the, that's that's way down the line, Dennis. No, Dennis. I, I will say though, Dennis, no, you got my wheel. No, Dennis, you got my wheels turning because I started thinking. So if you know this, the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. They're having Dr. Dre and a lot of you know prominent you, you know rappers and R and B singers from that of that era uh, perform. So I'm thinking, well, what if they decide, cause they're not opposed to doing cold weather Super Bowls. We get a New York city Super Bowl, right. Or whether it's in New Jersey, wherever they play the, the, the giants and jets games. And we get like Wu Tang and like uh, Jay-Z and like Nas, that would be like epic. I mean, I think that's, that's gotta be on the table at this point. Well, they had that chance and went with Bruno Mars, but that was back when they were scared. That was to get who Jay-Z before Jay-Z was. Yeah. yeah, That was before they got Jay-Z to like coordinate all the halftime stuff. I mean, that's how you got the weekend last year, but they had that and they went with Bruno Mars, but 
I would tell you, it probably would take the Super Bowl to get Wu-Tang back together. Although I did see them a couple years ago in Atlanta. And what's crazy about Wu-Tang together is that they got ODB's son to come in yeah. and do yeah, his he part. Yeah, he sounds and very he similar. he looks and sounds just yeah. like him to the point where I was like, yo. It's like, remarkable. I know, I know that's not ODB. I know that, but you can't tell me it's not. By the way. Like the mannerisms, the voice, all of it. By the way, Wu Tang's the greatest rap group ever. Just for Whoa, slow down. Listening. They're in the discussion. Uh, they're yeah, in the discussion. That's, that's a different, no, no, no. That's a different no, pod. Easy there. <laughs> well, who's better than them? Outcast, NWA. There, there's a there's a short list here. There's a small. I mean, a tri- there's a short a tribe, list here. A tribe called Quest is in is in my yes, tribes in, in that in, conversation. It's, that's <laughs> yeah. like, they're like one A, one B. Run DMC, like yeah. Like you talk about errors. Like it's hard to compare errors, but like Run DMC's in that conversation. But for my money, it's always been Outcast. Mm. I'm gonna have to take umbrage with that. I have umbrage there. We're gonna have to. Yeah, I know. Offline. We'll have wait, to. Wait. We'll have to save that for another day. I um, took us in a weird direction, so let's it, let's wrap this fucker up. Yeah, so let's let's wrap up. So, um, give me who you think wins, and do they cover? And we'll say the lines for um, who wins, and do they cover? Who's going first? I got it. Rams cover. Rams cover. Brian. And so, and I'm not good at the gambling thing. So they're favored by four. So that means they're going to win by four. More, but more than four. Rams got to win by more than four. Yeah, they have to win by five basically to cover. Yeah. No, I think Cincinnati wins. Oh uh, wow! The Cincinnati, Cincinnati cover. So you take Cincinnati in the points. So they win by I four or less. That's what that means. Also, uh, little known fact: if Cincinnati wins, if Cincinnati wins, Joe Burrow would be the first person in NFL history or in football history to win a national championship, a Heisman and a Super Bowl. Oh, the wow. stars aligned. By the way, OSU I, I, I Ohio need to State check the uh, I need to check the Roger Staubach history for that. But 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 he didn't win a national title. He didn't win a national title. Yeah, he never won a national title. He went to Navy. They didn't win that. <laughs> he didn't win national Navy. title. Dude, Navy. Dude, dude, that was back when Army and Navy were like the best football teams. Come on, not even then. He played in like the early '60s. Those guys were great in the '20s. Don't you remember yeah, this guy named 50s. Bear Bryant? Alan, there was a guy named Bear Bryant. You ever heard of him? He won a lot of national titles. <laughs> the same time, yeah, Roger Staubach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, just got to say this publicly. Ohio State fans, and I am one, stop fucking claiming Joe Burrow. He does yeah, not Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's dumb. I can't I can stand t- it. I can tell you when – and Brian can attest to this as my witness – we went to New Orleans for the national title game that LSU won because we thought Ohio State was going to be there. But, so we went because we, everything was paid for. And when people found out that we were from Ohio, they almost dropped to their knees like it was coming to America, talking about, thank you, your highness. Like, they, <laughs> thanking us for Joe Burrow. And it was like, listen, stop. He He's yours to now. Y'all He's now. yours. He don't belong yes. to us. Yeah. He don't belong to us. He belonged to y'all. You guys he, should claim him. He's one you of would, you now. He's not one would, of us. You and Ed Ogeron and Ed Ogeron's fake ass replacement. Whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> Brian My Kelly. Family. My family. My family. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. That's, all right. P- all right. Pat. So I'm, Rams, all right. So who wins and who covers? All right. Here we go. I'm going to give you points. I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give him the kiss of death. 
Okay. I'm gonna say Bengals twenty-seven, Rams twenty-one. Oh wow! So you think they win and the Bengals cover? Yeah, I think wow. the Bengals defense. I'm gonna go back to Brian's point. I think the Bengals defense is under fucking rated. We don't talk about them because Joe Burrow's the headline, but they put on a display against Kansas City, and I think we're glossing over that. And I think we're glossing over the fact that Joe Burrow has something going for him. I don't know if it's the power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know what it is. <laughs> this, this man is doing things that I've not seen before, and I want it to continue. It makes me feel good. So, so, like, so what you're even, saying is you even, started drinking earlier than I did. <laughs> entirely, sir. And I'm drinking white wine. And you want to know why oh, I'm drinking? Shit. Hey, hold oh, on, hold shit. on, hold on. I'll tell you why. Why I'm drinking white wine, listeners, you'll be really interested in this because it's in a box and I can carry it up to my office and I can listen, sit it here on listen. my desk and I can refill and not have to go downstairs and get more whatever. That That's just means that just means Yacht Rock's coming next as soon as you get done here. No, man, um, I've been on a Wu-Tang kick. I've been listening to almost or, Wu-Tang uh, and white wine. Wow. I've been listening to a lot of Wu-Tang this week. In my office, I've got a stereo set up and I've got the little Alexa so the NSA can hear me farting and shitting and everything <laughs> else. But I also listen to a lot of Wu-Tang during the day. In fact, the other day, someone, you know, unexpectedly teams called me and I had a hard time because it was up so damn loud that uh, I could barely get her to turn off the damn music before I answered the teams. I was like, these people aren't going to understand if I answer this call. Wu-Tang Clan ain't They hear the fucking Wu-Tang Clan going on. It's not going to be good. So anyway. So I will tell you. um, So, Pat, you think the Bengals win and cover. Alan, you think the Rams win and cover. Brian, you think the Bengals win but don't cover. I think... I think the Bengals win, but they don't cover because I think it's going to be close. And I just think that in a close game, the edge goes to Joe Burrow and that kicker. And I just think the Bengals have been down and they find a way to come back. And I just kept thinking in that Kansas City game, when they jumped out 21 nothing, I just kept thinking, you better kill them. You better kill them now because if you give them any level of hope and they got that touchdown right before the half and then Kansas City didn't get the field goal and it was like you gave them too much life and sure enough, that was it. And I just think Joe Burrow has it and I would be scared if I was an AFC team and didn't have one of those five quarterbacks that we talked about. Listen, and I'm a Steelers fan, so it gives me no pleasure to pick the Bengals, but you know, we pride ourselves on objectivity here. And I feel like the Bengals are just playing with house money. They're not supposed to be there. They can let it loose. And clearly, Joe Burrow has zero fear about anything. No so fear. It, no fear. So, so the, the lights are not too bright for him. It, it doesn't matter to him. He's again. already been to a national title game. It don't get much bigger than that in terms of some sporting events. Not even yeah, that. He saying. went to Alabama and won. He, yeah, went he to don't Alabama. give a fuck. Hey, right. guys, I, I got to tell you, I, I really do think the Bengals are going to win this fucking game. I don't know why. And I don't have very good odds in my life of picking games, but for some odd reason, I think it is going to be a struggle, Dennis. I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, the Rams should win it. To me, they're the better the team. The Rams but should if win it. If this game's close, if this the game's Rams close, have, yeah. I've seen enough football to know quarterbacks that have it and those that don't. He's got it, and the cook and the kicker is money. The thing so, you said, the thing you said a minute ago, Dennis, you said, yeah, the Bengals are down 21 to nothing. If that would have been any other era of the Cincinnati Bengals, 
there would have been nothing would have happened there but a fucking blowout or you know if uh, it was any other era they wouldn't have been in the game they would have been they two would, and fourteen and watching can, it with us can you imagine how significant that one little player is into orchestrating everything else and getting everybody on board. And by the way, let's be really topical on this podcast. I just got a notification on my phone that Jamar Chase won the uh, NFL Rookie of the Year. So there's that yeah, for you. That's the worst kept secret. Yeah, that, that was a foregone conclusion. Anyway, Absolutely. I digress. All right. Well, our picks are in. Three of us think the Bengals. One of us think the Rams. So we'll have to revisit this. Um this but is good for the Bengals that, because Allen's usually wrong. I mean, let's think. Let's, nah. I mean, <laughs> he's usually wrong well, when it, it comes it, to it, this shit. It, it, One of us is going to be right, except for when I recognized the fact when I recognized when God hates somebody, and God hates the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, and he's usually fucking hated the Cincinnati Bengals too, and I'm not willing to turn that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true, and I mean they gave him. Mike Brown to run the team, which that's another topic. But uh, also, I'm going to squeeze this in real quick because uh, I think we should do these more frequently. These little get-togethers and, and talking about dumb sports stuff. But we need to think of we need to on the next time we get together, we need to talk about the Major League Baseball lockout, and then we also need to have Allen take us through the moment baseball died for him in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania last summer. I think that would be very interesting to some listeners to know a little bit about that. And we're going to tease it. We're not going to talk about it right now. Yeah. And I would, just, I would just add to that and we'll maybe leave that for a preview whenever they kick the season off. Um, I also, if they need, ever kick the season off, if they ever kick the season off. Yeah. Um, we also need to talk about um, the bonds and Clemens and why they're, they're not in um, because it's just it's we'll do a, we'll so, do a spring um, special for uh, March Madness yeah, there and you baseball. Go. There you go. There you go. We'll do a, we'll do a March Madness preview. Well, that's what we'll do. All right. Look at you producing. Look at you. You've got hey, producer man, I'm jobs. drunk as shit, so I'm really really <laughs> animated tonight. I was listening to myself back Ooh, on the dang, podcast, ooh, the last dang. one earlier, and I wasn't very good. And I haven't been good tonight either. But at least I've been animated. Ooh, tang. Ooh, tang. You can't be anything. Be interesting. They're not. Right? They're nothing to fuck with, Dennis. We know that. That's they, right. They, they're nothing to fuck with. Absolutely. The cash moves that, everything around me. And, and on, on that, that note, disappointing note. <laughs> yeah. Um. We're, we're we're off here. So thank you guys for jumping on. And I encourage everybody. Uh, share your thoughts on the pod. Uh, email the pod at tall tat and educated at gmail. Uh, drop a line. Let us know what you think. And on that note, we'll holler at you guys later. Mm-hmm.